Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello to you all. Welcome in. My gosh, here we go. I'm just going to get right after it here. Otherwise, I'm going to be off to a slow start, and I just can't have that. Okay? Hi, I'm Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy dogs, and gave away a kidney. Now here he is, Eric Zane! Thank you, Sarah. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Uh, this is the 631st time, show 631. My God, uh, that, that this has happened. I do a free podcast each and every day at about this time, and then I follow it up with the Patreon bonus podcast. Uh, the Patreon is uh, like more podcasting behind a paywall. It's the backbone of the show. And according to Rick from TC Paintball, he said, oh, my God, he was mortified yesterday. He reached out to me because he cares about me. And he said, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, what? He goes, you're, you're going to alienate half your audience. These people pay you. You can't. You can't do that to them. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And uh, he goes, I, he's like a, okay. This is like Papa Bear type of vibe going on here. He wants to, he wants to help out. He means well. And, and, and I give him a lot of credit because not everybody would, uh, I mean, most people would say, well, fuck it. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to help you, but he's, he's being helpful. This, um, uh, this, response uh to my podcast is because he loves me all right and i love him hang on i gotta drink this well what's going on rick well i mean you got a 30 minute podcast uh patreon bonus podcast you spend the first uh, 10 12 minutes uh, calling people fat asses <laughs> and calling them names and then, yeah, you know, the rest is, uh, I mean, that, that's a lot of time. And these, these people pay you money. I mean, he sounded like a program director. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on? And I go, I don't even, well, first of all, I did not know what he's talking about first. He, he kind of just indicts me. And then I was like, well, wait a second. I, I need a little bit more information here. Let's back up and take a look at it. Um... So many messages. What the fuck? All right, I'm looking. For some reason, it's going back way too far. But uh, I see this message light up. 
You overly sensitive fuck, he writes. You're going to fuck around and alienate your listener base. And I wrote, oh, no. What are you wrong about now? So, you know, I'm just playful. And I wrote, that's a dumb question. I know the answer. Everything. Which is kind of how we roll. So he didn't respond. So I thought, okay. He probably didn't like that. I wrote, okay, what did I, uh, I'll play along. Okay, what did I do now? And then he didn't respond. So I wrote, come on, I'm waiting patiently for my, for my criticism. So then he's like, I don't know if I want to say anything. He He writes, it's obviously not going to land. You're already perfect. The listener numbers won't lie. Listen to those. Oh my God. Come on. I don't if you've got enough, uh, uh, you know, spunk in you to, to call me an overly sensitive fuck and then say that I'm going to uh, alienate the listener base, I mean, let, let's take it a step further and tell me what's up, you know? Hold on a second here. I always get a sinking feeling that I'm not on. No, we're all there. Hey, everybody, how you doing? talk to you more in a second so he's not really getting specific I said I'm waiting patiently for my criticism he says it's obviously not going oh, I already read that all right uh, okay get serious tell me what you were thinking or what what you are thinking and I said I I, I really I don't really know exactly what you're talking about it could have been one of many things that I did today. And he wrote, you cannot spend 15 minutes of a 30 minute podcast talking shit about the audience, (laughs) calling them fat, calling them stupid. It's funny for three minutes. Then it sucks. These people, all caps, give you money. Okay. So what he's referring to is the give and take between me and the live audience. Now, Rick is a lot of the times part of the live audience, but he's not quite on the level of the main cogs, the main muses, if you will. I can, I can picture them in my brain, the names that scroll across. I'm not even looking at the live chat right now to see who it is. But, you know, it's the Schaefers. It's Josh Brown. It's Patriot Nick. It's um, Kenny, for God's sake. It's uh, Blue State Rob, Tyler, Kevin. You know, uh, the list goes on and on of people uh, who, you know, they they check in and out. It's it's kind of a interesting dynamic if you think about it because – for the longest time, I could not look at those at all. And now it's like become part of the show. These people have their own uh, character traits, if you will, based on these moments. Okay. Uh, Amanda and Amanda comes up because her Amanda is one who earlier in the week has been a thread going all week where she said, look, uh, I want you to really let me have it about how I need to start taking better care of myself. I don't like that I am uh, overweight 
and I want you to really let me have it. And she's pretty tough. I mean, I give her a lot of credit uh, as much. Well, I give all these people a lot, a lot of credit. They have uh, even Kenny has developed some some degree, degree of thicker skin. So, you know, it's give and take. Hang on. I got to drink this. Sorry, I, I had to get a late cup of coffee. More on that in a second because the NFK was hogging the machine this morning. Hold on. All right, so there's that. So, um, as it goes, yesterday happened to be an intensive day where I was sniping quite a bit. And that led to these uh, elaborate rage outs, especially on the Patreon. Now, when I do those moments, when those moments happen, wow, I get a lot of feedback right away. And and none of the feedback is, Eric, you have gone too far. We are greatly offended. We are done with you and we are angry. It's always laughy emojis and middle fingers back and telling me to go fuck myself with laughy emojis. It all seems to be a good time. And never, ever... I hate that I have to say this because it kind of blows up the mystique of the show. When you guys say these things to me and then I rage out, I'm not really mad. And I hate that I have to express that because, again, it's it's pro wrestling. You 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 know, it's it's uh, you want to be caught up in the fantasy of how somebody could possibly be that mad over something like that. But. Uh, I, I, I feel like I have to say it now because now it's in my head that I have done something wrong. So, um, these people give you money. And I wrote duly noted. And I said, but these people love the interaction. Do you watch live? You wouldn't believe the feedback I get when those moments happen. You do, uh, you do you then. Just speaking from my personal perspective, it makes me cringe. So if you're wondering about what happened, um, it was uh, Josh who lit the match on the Patreon yesterday when he, uh, we were talking about the, the ridiculous length of yesterday's show, the free podcast. And he very innocently said, oh man, yeah, I had to check out some of the guests weren't interesting to me or something like that. So I checked out and came back and I took that as, oh, uh, you say I'm boring. And so then I, I was like, you know, I'm right here, you know, and I, I blew up at him and I'm calling him names, making fun of his tits and just, uh, just way over the top overreaction, which I always thought that's what you paid for. I thought that's what you're, that you wanted me to do. You know, I mean, the, can you imagine if I just said, oh, yeah, Josh doesn't, uh, he, yeah, he says my guess is boring. Oh, okay. And I just didn't do anything. I mean, I don't know. That, that's not, I've kind of been doing this for a long time, a particular way. I don't know. What do you guys think? So I lit into Josh and then um, Jason Mays made a comment that got me riled up. Well, by the way, then I put Josh in a timeout. You can do that on YouTube. So I I start doling out these timeouts. You get 300 seconds. You get 300 seconds. And then I, uh, Jason Mays started uh, going on about something that was not a big deal. So I overreacted on him too, called him stupid names. And then uh, I think, 
who else got it? Megan got it, of all people, the sweetest person on the planet. How in the world could May- Megan get 300 seconds? Kenny got it. Well, Kenny deserves it anyway. He's got a lifetime membership to the 300-second club. And all sorts of insults along the way, sugar tits, and you're fat, and yeah, fuck off, and just, just laying waste. And so I didn't think another thing of it until I get this text from Rick. And he's like, you know, oh, this is, this is terrible. It makes me cringe. Oh, my God. And I, and I go, uh, and he wrote, makes me cringe. And I wrote, but you're right. I, 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 I should lighten up a little bit, but thank you. I kind of want to talk him down from the ledge at this point. I, I, again, this comes from a good place. He's not, I'm not mad at Rick. I mean, I love Rick. He's fucking, he's incredible. So I wrote, oh, yeah, maybe I should lighten up a little bit. Thank you. And I think it's over. No, not over. So then you can't say, hey, uh, he says, and you can't say, quote, hey, review me and leave me a snarky comment. And then you go off for a dozen minutes because what? One of your uh, most dedicated listeners says he didn't care for the interviews. They're expected to bend over and take it, but you can't take shit. And I, I and I'm like, oh God, I, I, you, you got to remember, though, everything I did. This is when I break that wall, which I just did a moment ago with you, which I hate doing that. I hate breaking that wall because I want you to think, oh, my God, look at this lunatic. He's just a jackass. You know, I'm like. You know, when you watch Piper's Pit, that's like if you're watching WWE and you're watching uh, 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 Rowdy Roddy Piper talk to the Junkyard Dog and uh, the Junkyard Dog does something silly and Rowdy Roddy Piper goes crazy. Do so you go, hey, uh, Rod, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're way alienating people that are, you know, that are fans of the dog. You can't. No, you let them go. I mean, who the fuck? What are you, what are you doing uh, and I wrote, and this is when I broke that wall with Rick. I go, you got to remember, though, everything I did was tongue in cheek. These people love to see me rage. I said, I don't like sitting here acting like an asshole either, but people tend to respond when that happens. It's not boring to them. I said, take a look at the YouTube video and look at the comments after I start going crazy. He says, I will. And I wrote, no, you won't. Lies. Um, and that was it. We were, we're talking about another topic at that point. So I'm like, dude, what? Did you get sand in your vag today? What happened to you? Oh. So welcome in to all of you. Nicholas says you should absolutely not tone it down. WTF. Nick says Rick's a softy bitch. Now, now you're going to get him upset. You can't do that. Uh, Kent dropped the E out of you, says Kenny in the 300-second club. Pretty sure he only lasts 13 seconds. hey oh No, man. Don't, uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be joking about Kenny right now. He is, uh, he is the poon slayer right now. He is, uh, he has turned into quite a uh, Don Juan, if I'm understanding this correctly. Which is uh, probably why. He seems like he's in such a good mood these days. And uh, Kenny, everybody's behind you. Do not screw this up. And by the way, I cannot wait to meet this angel. You showed me the picture of this really, really beautiful, lovely lady. How in the world did you manage that? Is she blind? I've said that before. That's a bad joke because I've said it already. Hang on. 
I got to finish this coffee. Hold on. All right. It's a little cool. I hate drinking coffee that's just a little bit too cool. Melissa says the rage is intense, and I love it. Dean says, I love my beat-ups. Uh, huh. Mitch says, just call Rick and hash it out. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Uh, where's my where's my thing here? Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Call Rick Steinebach on speaker. I don't see a Rick Steinebach. What is wrong? No, he's there. He's definitely there. How can it suddenly stop working like that? It's stupid. He's gonna sing. You look so amazing in that sundress. You look so amazing in that sundress. Hey, Rick. How are you? What's happening? Well, you are. You're. You're. You're the big topic on the open. Yeah, me and Kenny, huh? Well, no, not Kenny. Just you. Yeah, I, I don't know if you were catching the live stream today. Were you or, or are you already yeah, busy? Yeah, I was just, just listening. Tell Nick those are fighting words. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody's like, what's he talking about? Has he lost his mind? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, I, he seemed really, really uh, concerned, which is very appreciated. My point is this. This is what irritates me. You, you tell people that you want. Uh, reviews and critique, and as soon as somebody says something partially sideways, you go off for like, I don't know, a half hour it seems. Well, okay. The the thing is, when I say, yeah, go ahead and give me a snarky review on Twitter or a snarky comment on Twitter and retweet it, you know, that is, I'm telling you to do that. But when Josh said, oh, yeah, man, it, he indicated that he lost interest, He's not he's not doing that tongue in cheek. He really means it. Okay, but he's just being honest. And then you browbeat the fuck out of him for a while. Holy shit. Well, so oh, what I didn't talk about the, to start this show is after all of that, you then got into my head and I was like, "Oh shit, I think he's I think he's right." I and and I felt terrible for like significant time. So what I did was I reached out to Josh and uh, I sent him a text, and I go, hey, man, uh, uh, you you know I'm only kidding around, right? And then he didn't respond right away. And then I reached out to Jason Mays, and I sent him a text, and I said the same thing. And then uh, and then I, I, I didn't hear back from either of them, so I, like, called them. Uh, I think I called Josh, like, more than once. I was like, oh, no, he hates me now. Rick's right. It's all over. It's the end of the world. So then, uh, and this is all true. You can ask him. And then a little bit of time passes and he finally responds to the text and he's like, no, fuck you. I thought it was great. And then, uh, and then Jason May said the same thing. I was like, oh, thank God. I was worried because Rick told me that I sound like an asshole. So I was like, oh shit. No, my God, this is terrible. What an awful thing. So, you know, oh my God, you, you got me all gun shy here. Well, I think I needed to get in your head a little bit because I think that you go on a path for a while until you get pushed back, i.e. firings in your past. So I think the firings and the pushback allows you to kind of straighten your course out. I don't want you to stop it completely. I just think you needed to get put in check for a minute. Oh, okay. Well, it worked because, you know, here I was freaking out. I was having like a, a really uh, a terrible time for that uh, 
uh, for that period of time. So I was like, oh, no, oh, Rick. Yes, I, Rick, I ruined your day. Do I get oh, to be asshole today then? Well, you, uh, you're you the front runner. I mean, I've only had one topic to discuss, and that's you. So, uh, you know, I mean, as far as it goes, sure. As long as I'm on the list. I, have you made it in the past? I believe I have, yeah. Yeah, I think you have, too. I don't recall. The, the days all run together for me. I don't I don't know what's up or down, really. But You should keep a wall of fame of the asshole today. Instead of just wiping it off every day, you should have a list. No, that's – you see – that's that's an extra step, and I never have time to get it. I'm always so scattered. You wouldn't believe how much stuff. I mean, it's just another thing to do. If I had like a – Yeah, that's all we need to do is – I'm already trying to get him to make a, uh, Eric Zane greatest hits of karaoke. <laughs> Has there been a hit yet? They've all they've all been hits, Rick. They've all it's it's wonderful singing. You you know that. Come on. Actually, I do enjoy some of them. I, I didn't get into Tom Sawyer the other day. Oh. I, I really like that song. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, all right. Thank you. Yeah, hey, oh, I, I, you know what? I actually I jumped the gun. Um, are you are you are you doing anything uh, particular this weekend at TC Paintball that you're very proud of, or is it just business as usual? Well, I'm proud of business as usual. To answer that question, of course. Um, we always got shit going on. We got a super busy Saturday, as always. But um, there's a big event. It's the biggest event in Michigan. It's a, what we call a big game, which is basically like um, two big armies playing against each other. And it's in uh, Pinckney, Michigan. It's called Michigan Monster Game. And I go over here and I set up a big booth and sell a bunch of paintball product to, to the people playing over here. So that's what I'm doing this week. And I think I, think I talked uh, the tarantula farmer into coming. Him and his boy are going to come out and play this event. Wow, so you're looking at... Hey, if Maze is listening, Maze, you should think about that. Come over here and play this event. It's about 1,200 people or so on a big 80-acre uh, field. Wow. Man, are you... Uh, now, uh, when it comes to uh, paintball things, all I know is that there's different levels of, like, um, guns. But is there, a, is there like, a big cannon that exists uh, that shoots an enormous paintball? Um... There's some homemade shit out there, but there's nothing like production because a bigger paintball would be, I mean, you knock somebody over with that. Nobody wants that liability. Yeah, I want to see something that's the size of one of those giant balls that people sit on at Google. If, it, if this was an 80s movie, if, if paintball was an 80s movie, they would have that. That just sounds like some stupid prop. I mean, that's because I'm just an industry guy, and I think it's, I think it's dangerous, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But what about an enormous machine gun that shoots like a, a so much more incredibly fast from like a turret? Oh, yeah. I mean, like they actually take some old school um, World War II machine guns and build a paintball gun inside of the actual housing. Yeah, yeah. Those are kind of cool. But, I mean, you're still at the, you know, paintball technology as far as rate of fire. You can shoot, you get some paintball guns that will shoot 20 balls a second, you know, consistently and accurately. So when you play, when you use my gun at uh, those events, that's 10 balls a second. So you're only talking about double that speed, which is already pretty fast. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, I hope you sell a bunch of stuff. And uh, try not to talk people to death when you meet them. I will fuck with you via text soon. All right. Thank you. See you, bye. See you, bud. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball. Josh says, are we still doing paintball August 8th? That was moved. Our paintball event was moved, Josh, um, who was uh, involved in the drama yesterday. And he doesn't even know it. He's like, wait a minute. Rick brought all of that on, all those texts and phone calls from you? Uh, were, were brought on, precipitated by Rick, telling you that you're being way too rude to your to your audience members. The 29th now is paintball war number 15. 
the unnamed uh, paintball war. Josh says, what the shit? I took that Sunday off. And then he refers to us as you hosers. Yeah. Um, how did you miss that? We've been talking about that for quite some time that we moved it. Sorry. Uh, can you switch? I would love to get you there to the one October or August 29th. Yeah, we, we had to move it because I'm going to be out of town. All right. That's the Kate says, that's the Jersey. Kate. Kate says, that's the Jersey meetup, Josh, with Eric Zane. Brian says, you may as well be Opie now. Oh, boy, those are fighting words. I don't know what you even mean by that. Are you referring to me? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, ben Ben Glaze is in the house. He says, come watch me do comedy on August 8th now. I'm... I'm uh, I am so glad that you're there, Ben, because it reminds me that we have the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast tonight at 7 p.m. And Ben and I are probably going to get into the dynamic of um, I'm not really one to kind of dance around um things and let you fill in the blank in some weirdo way to kind of uh, dance around it. So I'm just going to say it. Ben and I have noticed that our old pal Hot Wings has a distinct speaking trait that has become very pervasive in recent memory. And uh when I went and hung out with Ben not long ago to watch a comedy show at Rockford Lanes, he brought it up. And he said, hey, have you noticed that? And he explains something particular that our old pal Hot Wings does. And I go, yeah, actually, I have. And we both started to kind of like do it do the voice to kind of laugh with each other at this new kind of like crutch that he does. And Aram, uh, hold up. Aram's got it. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. When he speaks, He's always chuckling. And it could be at a point in a story that is not humorous. You know how I was just going, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. I was laughing because of the revelation. Our old pal Hot Wings laughs when there's no, I mean, everybody around him is just sitting there listening to the story. And he's, you ever uh, see that character on The Simpsons? called Dr. Hibber, the, the, the black doc who, who laughs throughout all of his speaking parts. Oh, fuck. So Ben and I have now taken it upon ourselves to talk to each other in a uh, hot wings sentence pattern. 
we don't know where it's coming from, but we, we think that we can, through the process of, well, there's no way it would work through this show, but over time, if we ridicule him enough, it might get back to him that he needs to stop that shit because it sounds stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the show uh, Cardiff Electric, who has uh, started out without saying anything terrible towards your old pal Eric, so I appreciate that. Welcome. Despite all of your uh, trolling, you're still always welcome here. And he busts out a dad joke. My doctor said I have a severe tree allergy and I need to be on medication. I said, Birch, please. Come on. And you give me shit about the stuff I say? There. <laughs> then he writes, you suck. <laughs> I'm kind of charmed by that now. Patriot Nick welcoming him in. Okay. Uh, I need to be very careful not to let the day get away from me. Yesterday was too long. Um, I need to re reel this in a little bit. Uh, there was all sorts of shit that hit the fan yesterday, technically. And, oh, my God, I'm not even kidding. In fact, I'm going to put the brakes on this because if I start telling this story, it's going to chew up another amount of time that is ridiculous. And the next thing you know, this show is going to be uh, way too long. It cannot be as long as it was yesterday. It, it just cannot. In fact, it can't be as long as, as it's been the whole week. You, it needs to be two hours or less. It needs to be an hour and a half. Way too long. I don't know who the hell I... Who do you think you are? I am. All right. So uh, how to get this show? I am so glad that you are here. If uh, I record it live. So I'm recording everything right now and I do it live. On Facebook, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Facebook.com slash Eric St. Fan Page. Please uh, like it, share it, all that stuff. Uh, a Periscope video on Twitter. Yes, retweeted with a snarky comment. Rick, I love that. Thank you so much. Say, uh, yeah, hey, it's uh, here he is with another boring interview or boring podcast. Listen to this shit show. Rick's like, oh, wait, I'm confused. Whoa, wait, hi, hi. Come on, you can't be mean to people. Shut up. Paint peddler. And then uh, that is brought to you by Blue Frost IT. A YouTube video brought to you by Frank the Tank Fuss. MyPolicyShop.com. BuyInsuranceHere.com is his website. I know I said MyPolicyShop.com, but they're kind of one and the same. Go to buyinsurancehere.com. More on that in a little bit. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up. Thank you very much. The Open. Brought to you by. I mentioned them. The aforementioned Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. In this day and age, it helps to have a trusted team repairing your vehicles, your fleet. And, you know, what are you expected to do? I mean, if you move to a different part of town or whatever, 
you're going to, I don't know, go to the closest one or something like that. I mean, God only knows uh, what goes on there. To me, the, the worst thing is you walk into the place and there's no one at the desk. There's some grease monkey inside of the garage. They don't have any employees. And he comes walking in. There's, there's grease all over his face. And, yeah, what can I do for you? He's like, oh, Jesus. Get the hell out of there. Uh, head over to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, no matter where you are in West Michigan and beyond. You have a trusted place to get your vehicles repaired. Uh, that's where we take ours. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S dot com. 616-532-6600. The process is so amazing. When you drop that thing off, either after hours, drop the key in the uh, uh, drop box and tell them what you think is going on. They'll let you know later on. You can do this all via uh, the Internet email. Uh, they're going to give you a list of things that they found in their inspection. Well, you got this, but you also have this, this, and this. What do you want to get fixed? Approve, approve, don't approve, don't approve. They repair it, send you the bill, you pay it online. Uh, when you want to pick up your car? Uh, I can't get there till 8 o'clock tonight, okay? Your car will be out front. Your keys will be in the lockbox. Here's the code. Smell you later. That's one way you can do it. Or do it the old-fashioned way. Whatever. Uh, this is a lady veteran-owned business. So the multi-talented Jamie, uh, after a career in the Air Force, she decided she wanted to get into this line of work. So she opened up the shop. So she's the Jamie is the is the queen pin in charge of all of this. Okay, so go see her today. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to uh, check them out if you are in need of a mortgage. Interest rates are still incredibly low. Uh, call Mario at 231-332-6505 or find his website online uh, by click going to mineericsaintshow.com, clicking on the uh, emerald green logo, and off you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, if you have a great credit score, it's going to be an easy process. No big deal. If your credit score is in the dumper, uh, okay, this is going to take a little bit more navigating, but he's an expert at these things. He can help you. He will help you. The only places he can help you, and he can direct you to someone who can, is if you're in the state of uh, Maine, South Carolina, Hawaii, and Alaska. Other than that, good to go. Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. And uh, last for this uh, set of sponsors, Blue Frost IT. Okay, the managed IT service provider for this show and the number one IT tech support company in West Michigan as voted on by all the other companies. It's like a network of people and they all uh, get together and vote and Blue Frost IT wins it every single year. That's all true. Um, so if you're in the managed IT service provider uh, uh, business, you know about Blue Frost IT. And if you're a small or medium-sized business, you call upon them. 616-285-50. Now, they do a lot. They do project work. What, wait, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, if you're, if, you have a, if you're building a business from the ground up or you already have one, you've got a lot of tech that um, you, you might need uh, an upgrade on or something like that. Or maybe you're moving the office. Blue Frost IT takes care of all of that. All right. Sit down with Alan from Blue Frost IT for a complimentary consultation. You can find out exactly what he can do for your business. And then there's the managed IT service provider uh, aspect of their business, which is basically you give them a little bit of money and you have your own IT department. That's awesome. Also, a quick fix. If you have a uh, home setup and you want him to look at it, 
basically um, uh, gone are the days when you pick up all your garbage and take it over to like uh, uh, Geek Squad or uh, the idiots at Best Buy. Isn't that what they're called? Forget that. You call Alan. 616-285-50. Okay. We had an incident at the house yesterday. It seems like every day this happened. What? I can't say it was an incident. Every time I talk about something with my wife's brother, I attach the word incident. But this isn't really an incident. Well, there wasn't any hurt feelings or yelling or screaming or anything like that. But uh, this all comes to us from Diana's most recent... um, I don't know. It's it's tough to explain. Um, for nearly one year, she has been very, very passive with her brother. With the lack of bathing, with uh, the lack of uh, hygiene, and, and on and on and on. And then this week, she has gotten... She's become like a ball breaker. In a good way. And I think he needs that. And I want to bring her in here. Uh, I don't know if I can um, because she might be at PT, but we'll see. I, I'm hoping I can I can get her on because uh, something happened yesterday. If not, I just got to tell the story myself. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Have you have you have you left yet? I'm getting ready. Okay. You got big PT today, huh? Yeah. Okay, is that is that a painful thing for you when you uh, go to PT? Not anymore. It used to be. It's not so bad now. The shoulder's getting okay, or it's it's yeah. improving. No yeah. one, no one says getting okay. Uh, it's it's getting better. Yeah, my range of motion still sucks, but. All right. I was just okay. I was just describing you to the audience that mm-hmm. um uh you. This past week, I think when you sat down and had the come to Jesus with your brother, it appears to have, in my opinion, emboldened you to, um, you know, not being afraid to tell him what's on your mind regarding uh, his hygiene and the gross things that he does. Yeah. Safe to yeah, I think that's gotten better. Is it safe to say that, I mean, nobody likes to tell somebody that, um, that, uh, well, I know I was, were you a little bit, uh, apprehensive for fear of him snapping at you? No, not so much that. I just, you know, I didn't, you know, I don't want to humiliate him or make him feel, you know what I mean? I mean, that's my biggest worry is just making him feel bad. Okay. Now that's very sweet of you. Yeah, to have to tell someone, "Hey, you're gonna need to wash your butthole," that's 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 tough. Um, yeah. But you got up the nerve in that story I told earlier in the week when you and your cousin sat down with him, and uh, yeah. since then we've had uh, um, lots of amazing things happen. It just sounds ridiculous to say that two showers this week isn't is like we're, we feel like a huge breakthrough. Yes. Do you know if the teeth have been brushed? I don't know. I gotta go check to see if the toothpaste has been opened. So, 
you're you're actually uh, uh, checking it now. If you determine that the teeth have not, because the teeth haven't been brushed uh, since he's lived here in almost one in almost one year. Let's just let's just say it. He has not brushed his teeth, and and no one in the audience can relate to that. We don't know what teeth are like uh, when they haven't been brushed. Well, we have an idea. They're they're just not good. I mean, he chews tobacco, he eats like shit, and you told him you got to start brushing your teeth, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, if if you notice that if you don't think that he has been, what are you going to do? I'll just say, Kevin, have you brushed your teeth yet? And then now, if he <laughs> lies, what, if he lies to you, then you're what are you going to call? You're going to say, ah, that's a bunch of bullshit. I probably will. I'll say, well, the toothbrush isn't open yet, so what are you using? Jesus, uh, I am so, you know what? You have, you are answering my prayers with this. I want you to know that. I I mean, you have become so much more. Are you, uh, are you hitting the phone with a sledgehammer? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, now um, I was just going to get into the story about yesterday. Um, you were describing to me that um, you walked into the kitchen and he was uh, bent down trying to pick up an ice cube. Yes. Okay. And uh, I tell you what, uh, I'm going to actually cut you loose and tell this story to them. Okay. I don't want to keep you another second. I just wanted to get your kind of like your take on how you're doing this, because this story that I'm about to tell led to you telling uh, he wanted to, um, do something that was gross and you talked him out of it and told him, no, go do this instead. Correct. Correct. And you're not afraid to do that anymore. No, I've, I've, I've got to put, learn to put my foot down more or, you know, be more assertive, I guess. Well, you're a bigger person than I am. I mean, I have had those conversations and it's always terrible, but, um, he, I think, you're starting to he's he does what you tell him to do and and he kind of sometimes gets a little fussy about that are you okay with him thinking that you're a ball breaker i don't care oh yes it it annoyed me yesterday when he said i'm all up in his ass when i'm not yeah he referred to you as getting up in his ass (laughs) especially about going to you know going somewhere while we're gone i mean i just offered that because i thought he could enjoy that Ah, uh, Tyler says he's probably one of those assholes that never brushes his teeth, but never gets cavities. Well, we can only hope. I mean, because honestly, that can be really uh, damaging to a person's health. If uh, I mean, let's face it, you, you, it can lead to all sorts of issues. And then Megan in all capitals says that your brother needs to be treated like an 11 year old boy. That's kind of what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's, it's, uh, well, just even like yesterday when he approached you at seven o'clock in the morning about not wanting to go anywhere while we're gone. It was like, why at that time did that go through his head? And he had to talk to you about it right then. Yes. it. Like, uh, I think that's part of the obsessions. Yeah. So, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, okay. I will go ahead okay. and, uh, and and break down this next development, okay? Okay. All Sounds right. Sounds good. I got to leave soon, so I got to get ready. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I love I love you. 
Love you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. So we are in a new stage of the relationship. Because I would always, it would always bother me to no end when, you know, I'd smell him or something like that, or I, he'd leave a room 15 minutes later, I'd, 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 I'd go into the room and it would have an essence to it. It would stink. I was like, what the fuck, man? Come on. I mean, this is, uh, and I don't know why I was such a pussy. I mean, you would think that I would just say, hey, dude, um, actually break it down so you know when uh you need to know i mean can you imagine if if one of you guys knew how 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 offensive your odor was how mortified you would be by that well this does not compute to him he has no um i don't want to say he lacks respect i think he just doesn't realize so it's really good that this is happening today he was struggling he was so upset this morning and i'll get to this story that I alluded to when I was talking to her in just a second. But today, he was so frustrated because he's uh, holding the remote and um, he is confused as hell and he's staring at the TV. And um, there's a button you can press that says last on the Comcast remote or the Xfinity remote, last. And it shows all the stations that you have recently looked at. And you can quit because it knows that and you can quickly go back to them if you choose. Well, Xfinity has this thing with the with NBC during the Olympics so that it's always there. Okay? It no, no matter what during the Olympics, it's part of your so you can they're hoping you accidentally hit it and then become interested in whatever they're showing on the programming. Well, he doesn't know that. Cuz every day he has a ritual. Remember, I told you as it's all about rituals with him and that's part of the what we suspect is uh, how his brain operates. He has to go into all of the last, uh, the previous channels, and go to each one and press clear, clear, so he has like a clean slate for the day. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, uh-oh. It says Tokyo with the, the five rings or whatever it is, you know? And uh, for like 15 minutes, he's holding the remote in his hand and he's trying to get the Tokyo thing to vanish from the screen where it says last. And he's perplexed. And then I'm over there. I'm half awake. I'm making coffee, you know, and I hear, hey, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy, what's up? I can't get this fucking shit fuck N-word motherfucking Tokyo off of the screen. These F-word rhymes with baggage. Put it on there, and I can't get it off. And I'm like, oh, easy, easy, fella, easy. And so I, he's just, he's wrecked. I'm like, oh, shit, this is a big one. Oh, fuck, here we go. So here's the thing. The point of all this is this moment in the story, because I grab the remote, and I have a, 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 uh, a thing where I don't touch the remote because his hand has been up his ass or something horrible, and he doesn't wash his hands. So you don't want to touch what he touches, which is why I said when people came over the house a couple of weeks ago, I go, don't shake his hand. Don't. And if you do, go wash it. You know? I mean, the, the COVID began with him from his asshole. And I, this, and I did it. I, I touched it, and I feel it in my hand, and I swear... To God, 
it's sliding like like mercury on a tabletop it's it's sliding around my hand and i'm like ah oh shit because there have been times when i've gone up to it with a clorox wipe in both hands and pick it up with the wipes and then scrub it i do that from time to time but obviously can you imagine if you want, hey, Eric, go try to fix it. Get the Olympic rings off the screen. Shit, fuck. And I'm like, okay, yeah, hang on. And I walked up to him with, like, Clorox wipes to hold it. Ugh. I should have just, Diana would have done it. She would have said, hang on. Yeah, let me uh, let me wipe off the remote that you touch. Ugh. Kate says, ugh, Lysol those every day. Well, he, again, I don't watch TV at all. Um, so he is the only one. And again, he puts in a hard day's work of 14 hours, not making it up every day in that chair, watching TV. And says, I keep the wet wipes next to the remotes, but Kevin might use them as jizz rags and then put them back in the container. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't think so. I don't think his wiener works. So this is a story. I haven't even gotten into the story yet. This is Diana. This is the level of ball breaking. And I'm so glad that she feels emboldened to do this now. Okay. Um, Diana, she explains to me, because uh, I'm, I'm with her yesterday, and she goes, oh, God, I got to tell you about this. You won't believe this. He's dropped an ice cube. Now, he fortunately still feels like he should pick it up. Okay. Um, it'd be bad if he just said, oh, fuck it. I don't even care. Which I guess one day that might happen. Now, I've witnessed him try to pick up an ice cube before. It's because his legs don't work. So getting him to actually get that low where he can attempt to pick it up is is bad. I mean, uh, uh, Mick Mars from uh, uh, Motley Crue makes the NFK. Wait a minute. I'm saying that joke wrong. I just ruined it. Shit. The NFK makes Mick Mars look like a CrossFit champion. Fucking idiot. That probably would have been a good joke, maybe, but I don't think a lot of you would have uh, gotten it because he's got that disease where his spine's all... Eh, shut up, Eric. Asshole. Kate says, my kids just kick it under the fridge. So he's sitting there trying to pick it up, and his, his legs don't, uh, don't work. So to get that low where he's actually in the vicinity of the cube is, is a miracle. It takes time to get him that low. But he's down there, and Diana's coming around the corner, and, and she hears, eh, eh, eh. And now, again, his hands, it's like Mr. Crab from SpongeBob. He can't, it, they don't do it, you know? And all you got is, uh, thumb and index finger trying to do things that hands can do. So she's witnessing him get the uh, uh, ice cube in his hand and then it would like slip out and go skittering about, you know, a foot and a half. And he's like, ah, shit, fuck. And then he, he kind of, while bent over, shuffles that distance and gets close again. And then he's just about to grab it. And then, ah, shit, fuck. N-word. He calls uh, the the ice cube the N word. Like, oh God, this is terrible. And then so she's this goes on for several seconds, like like ten, twenty, thirty seconds, and he doesn't even uh, he doesn't even know that Diana's behind him. And then um, 
Diana goes, Kevy, I got it. And then he goes, oh, thank God. So um, she goes, and then she notices as she's getting closer that he has in his pocket, because he was getting ready to go, like, uh, outside or something like that to sit on the back, uh, the back deck. He takes this spittoon for his tobacco juice, and it's in his pocket. So you have a, it's a cup with a straw. So he, he, you know, the thing to do all day, watch TV, sit, uh, get the remote greasy, chew tobacco, eat hot pockets, drink beer, drink coffee. Okay, that's, those are the chores for the day. The spittoon is full of his tobacco juice. It, because he's bent over and it's in his pocket, the cup is now, uh, spilling its contents all over the floor and on his pants and his leg. So Diana's like, wait, what the fuck just happened here? And and he just looks at her, and while she's picking up the ice cube, there's tobacco juice all over his pants and on the floor. And she's like, and uh, he kind of looks at it at the same time that she sees it. And... Uh, so she kind of looks at him, and he starts walking out the back door. And she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, this is the new Diana right here. She goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And this is what pisses him off now. This is the new fun dynamic that I get to watch and learn about. And he goes, what? She goes, what are you doing? I'm going outside. And she goes, uh, no, you're going to go change your shorts you have tobacco juice all over them and in true bachelor scuzz move he goes it ain't that bad and she goes um yes it is and it stinks and it's gross go change your pants go change your shorts and he he looks at her and turns around and actually and it's on his legs, too. And grumbles all the way up the steps. Fucking shit. Get in my ass. Shit. Fucking that. And I'm like, now this, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is what we needed. Okay. This is the job of her. Okay. I mean, it's your brother. Uh, and, and you, you know, hey, uh, it is what it is. You're, 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 consider that you're helping out your mom and dad who are in heaven or sitting there laughing their ass off. I think, ah, you're, you got to deal with them now. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, I, I've had to do this to some degree. You know, I've had to have the conversations like, dude, uh, I can't get into the car. I've had that conversation. Kevin, I can't drive with you anywhere. Why not? You smell too bad. And I hate to tell you this, but it's just, it's, it's horrible. I can't, I can't even, it's a hazard. I'm, I'm, I can't even concentrate while I'm driving because I can smell your asshole. Ah, so that was it, man. My God. And, uh, so he grumbles his way up the steps, changes his pants. Oh, can you believe the mileage we have gotten out of this? We are now. Aram says, this is making me nauseous. <laughs> Live with them. Slidey remote. There is so much that is going on in, in this household. Just, I'm just letting you know. 
Um, I love where I live. I love my house. I've worked very hard for all that I have. It's gross here. It is a gross, gross house. But I mean, I'm not exactly the cleanest soul. Between me not being able to clean up after myself, all of these animals, and the NFK. I mean, it is. It, my house is a mess. It's bad. If you come, if the next time we have the you all over for, over to the house, there's candles everywhere. It's just we're just masking the smell of wet balls and dog. Oh, it's remarkable. So um, when we leave for this trip, we're going down to Tennessee. We're going to go up to Jersey. We're going to come back. Um, I am hiring my son's daughter, his significant other, Aubrey, to clean. Because there's nothing worse than coming home to a filthy home. Nothing worse. So that's it. You're in charge, please. And that poor thing. Holy cow. Uh, Sarah says, Kevy pays for the cleaning lady. He does. That's the thing. He does. Kevin's got a ton of cash. I've talked about this with you. Like I said, he didn't pay anything to live here. I'm not going to charge you, guy. Jesus. And he gets like a ton. He doesn't get a ton of cash like it. Uh, like he's getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, but he has no fucking bills whatsoever. So it'd be like if you were just sitting there living somewhere for free and then, you know, 2500 bucks plops into your account every month. So the dude's like totally loaded and it's just like, all right. And he does whatever the hell he wants with his money. It's not like it's, he's got us held hostage. I mean, he does nice things for us. Like all of a sudden he'll say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go buy a TV for you guys. And I'm like, well, that's nice. I, I, like I said, I don't watch TV. It's basically your TV. And okay. Oh God. Kenny says it wasn't gross in October. In, in October. Uh, and, and, and Ann says, well, Kenny, that was nine months ago. There's a lot of time for Kevin's funk to accumulate. Yeah, that's true. I think it's gross. I think this house is is 100% gross. Uh, Amanda says, I'll take a TV. I've got one. Anybody need a TV? I can't even sell it. I've got a 20-year-old plasma Yes, it's a plasma TV. It's a flat screen, kind of. It's it's not flat screen like by today's standards. I mean, it is a flat screen, but it's not thin. And it's heavy. It is so damn heavy. And this TV is useless. It's not a smart TV. It's not 4K or anything like that. It works. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But... It, I can't even I can't even sell it for like a hundred bucks. Nobody even wants it. Sinks nearly an antique. Okay, I can already feel myself. Uh, this show slipping away on me. We're an hour in. Um, yesterday was a disaster, and this is what I mean by this. I did the three hours, two hours and fifty-seven minutes of of, of doing a show, and. Uh, I got done, and then the audio software that I use gave me a big red X, and it says, sorry, this thing just broke. Fuck you. I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. This is the, I mean, how many times have I done this? This has never happened before. 
I go, well, uh, there's only one thing I can possibly do. At first, I tried to recover it, nothing. And so I'm like, oh, boy. So what I had to do was I had to uh, use the actual Facebook feed. I had to roll the Facebook video in real time and record it back onto the software. So to do that, it took two hours and 57 minutes. Oh, shit. So um, after doing that, I had to then do, I, I, it was late in the day when I finally got the damn thing posted for the audio podcast. So I'm like, fuck, I just got to make this available. I didn't even leave any show notes. I mean, there was obviously plenty to talk about. There's a lot of show, but I didn't even, I, I, I felt bad about that. And so this was right on the heels of Rick telling me how much of a fuck up I am. So it was just a, a bad vibe all day today. I'm not going to lie. Yesterday was not my favorite day. Uh, I, I did get it posted. I mean, I had a lot of fun on that show. But, I mean, it seemed like everything went haywire afterwards. And then when I'm going to post the damn thing, um, after I got the, uh, the three hours ready to go and saved it to the, to the hard drive and shit like that, then I lost my internet. I'm like, oh my God, what just happened here? So I'm like, I, I'm like, this is just, it was one thing after another. And so it, uh, it just, it just, the day got away from me and I was, I was trying so hard to make it all happen. I thought this is, this is the end of the world. My brain starts playing tricks on me saying, oh Jesus, you're dead. This is it. And I kept telling myself, this is all going to go away. The second you lay your head down and go to bed, no big deal. Sure enough, it did. I finally got it done. And, uh, and that was it. Uh, the multi-talented Richard Francisco and his dog, Charlie. Ruff. Ruff. Ruff, ruff. Uh, says you can, that, that the TVs make good anchors for the boat you are thinking of buying. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking about it. I uh, looked a little further into it. Now, I'm not going to buy that. Uh, like like my, my boy Dave's boat is this big-ass Sea Ray. No, I'm not going to do that. I am not doing that. That's a $100,000 boat, and I don't have that type of cash. Um, and nor do I have the money to keep that thing doing what it's supposed to do. But now I'm thinking a pontoon. Now, that is more my speed. But then I'm like, if I get a pontoon, there's one or two. You either, you either go all in or you buy a shitty one. I don't know if I want to buy a shitty one. You know, with like a 25 horsepower motor on it. I don't know if I, I mean, Jackie's like, look, yeah, if you do that, you got to have some power. I want to be able to go tubing. I'm like, so I'm reading that you got to have like 90 horsepower or more. If you're going to be tubing. Now, I think it's, um, I think, what is the term? The, uh, the, uh, uh, I think the math was a thousand bucks per horsepower. Isn't that right? So if you get a, a, a 100 horsepower motor, no. Is it a hundred bucks per horsepower? No. 100 times 1,000. Well, that's a $100,000 motor. No, that can't be right. What is that formula? Someone said, is that right? Or is it $100 per horsepower? It can't be that cheap. I think that's it. 
$100 per horsepower. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard that described when you're talking about boat motors? I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, to get a used pontoon, I don't know if I want to go that route. It is $100 per horsepower. I thought it was 1000 I was like, are you kidding me? If I wanted a 100-horsepower uh, motor, it costs $100,000? Josh says, I love how you just had, a, had to get a calculator to do the math of 100 times 1000 Shut up! So... I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. The thing is, it's the toughest thing to do is to get a price on anything. If you look at any dealer, if you just want to do like window shopping online, every single, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to these things. Uh, it, it always says, uh, call for a, a price quote. Like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Just, I mean, come on. If I'm looking for an RV, there's always a price there. I would love to have a pontoon boat. And the queen of the forest would be so happy. So I don't know. Now, if you there, there's some of these ones, and it, it, it it'll say like, "Oh my God, this!" I saw one. I have no idea. I think the company is Bennington, which I guess is the one of the better ones that are made. Uh, I I would want a toilet on it. I don't want to be out in the water and not have a toilet. So I mean, we're talking about some some cash. And I don't and I I don't think I'm ready to do that. I mean, when you're in the boat that I'm in, so to speak. Um. Like I've said, I'm I'm doing okay, but I got to work really, really hard for this. And I hate, I'm to a point now where I've become like, I hate spending the cash on anything. Because when you're dealing with, I don't know, something about the way, I, the, the, the spot I'm in right now, it's like, God, I just, I'm always fearful. Kevin says your best bu- is to buy one later in the year. I've heard that. I've heard you buy it in the off season or near the end of the year because a lot of the places are looking to get rid of their old inventory to make ready for the for the for the new inventory john john says use a bucket for a toilet joe martinez use the lake that's true we could do that uh, i can't imagine yeah i gotta go take a dump let me jump in the lake uh. melissa says don't yell at josh or you'll get a text from rick Sarah says, have Kevin by the pontoon. All right. Um, but it is crossing my mind. I think it would be fun. But then I keep, I'm like, God, I got to get it to the lake. And where do I store it? And oh. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> what the hell? We'll see. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered. By the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people send me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three in one. Triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera. So you can see who's at your door. You're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search. E-U-F-Y video lock. That's E-U-F-Y video lock. Or visit 
eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy video lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. All right. I feel like this is getting away from me. Um, I would love you to hire me on Cameo. I just did one for what was, uh, okay, it was um, Paul. Paul hired, his actually, his wife hired me on Cameo. It was Paul's birthday, the 21st. Happy birthday to Paul. I did a Cameo for him. It was awesome. I'd love to do one for you, too. Uh, whether it's roast style, you want me to rip you a new one. Uh, you know, if it's Rick from TC Paintball, he won't want that because he doesn't like anybody getting made fun of on the show because he's kind of a, a sensitive soul. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane to hire me on Cameo. My pal's at... Horizon Hydroponics are inviting you to check them out online. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. They have an event coming up in um, about eight days. Grow Throw 2021. Now, uh, people would give them like an entry fee and participate in this uh, disc golf event because that's kind of like a thing, right? I mean, that's like the sport of people who uh, grow and smoke, if I'm understanding this correctly. They have in common uh, uh, cool clothing. They like to smoke. They like to grow, and they listen to jam bands. That's what you're going to get at Grow Throw 2021. You can still go and watch the event, Grow Throw 2021 at Beaver Park in uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, but it's sold out. There's also, in conjunction with this event, uh, the Grow Throw Grow Bash. You know, I'm taking my time saying these things because I'm going to smish the words. That's a big sale going on. For all, it's going to be the whole staff at the Grow Throw, but then some unlucky souls have to work the store. Byron Center's Growers Outlet is where this 30% off store-wide sale is going on. Okay, they're filling the place with industry vendors showcasing, showcasing the latest and greatest grow gear from the top brands in the industry. Samples, swag, and freebies in uh, it will be all there, Okay. Uh, plus, they'll be playing great music. Coolers are going to be packed with refreshing beverages. So get down there to the Growers Outlet on J- uh, July 31st. That is a Saturday. All going on there. Hang on. Thank you to Horizon Hydroponics. If you ever want to buy something from them, you can do it online and have it shipped to you to anywhere in the United States. Orders uh, 250 and more. Get the shipping free. And use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout to save 10%. All right. Thank you. Uh, once again, my latest sponsor 
is mypolicyshop.com. And as you know, I like to get very specific as to what goes on with my sponsors. Some of you might be like, insurance, how does this affect me? Uh, why, why should I even care about this? Well, first of all, uh, there's a lot. I could talk for an hour about the, the stuff Frank does, but then you'd be like, oh, okay, that's too much. So he wants me to focus on this with you right now. If you or anyone you know is about to turn 65 years old, like in the next six months, pay attention to this. Okay, because you more than likely are going to be utilizing something in the United States known as Medicare. Now, that is top of the line insurance for people who are older, older than 65. And you pay for it in your taxes all the years that you earn. So all that money goes into this great big uh, pile. And then the United States says to care for our people over 65 who may be retired and can't work. You get the health care paid for. It's one of the perks of living in this wonderful country. And for years, people have been saying, ah, it's, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Well, it's still funded. It's, it's funded amazingly because you work so very hard putting money into it when you earn. So now it's time to reap the rewards with a top-of-the-line insurance plan. Problem. It's tricky and confusing. You're going to look at that and go, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck is going on here. How do I do this? Don't worry. You've got Frank the Tank Fuss at your service. Now, the folks at Medicare love Frank because he gets these people into these insurance plans, and that's their goal. They want Americans doing this, all right? So they... Reach out to people like Frank, who is an insurance broker, an agent, okay? And that's how he makes his money, getting people into health care plans. So he can help you with everything you need to know about Medicare. He'll do all the work, and you don't pay for it. What? Yes, I think this is one of the truest things you hear people say. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Um, I say this is free. What Frank does, you don't pay for. You just get all of the benefits of it, okay? I uh, employed Frank uh, some time ago in November when I got my insurance on the marketplace because I'm self-employed, so I have to buy my insurance. And so what do I do? I go, hey, hey, Frank, it's time. Go do it. And then he says, okay, sign this, sign this, and then I have an insurance policy. That's it. And he, he makes his money because those insurance companies pay him. That's how it works. So this is what you have to do. If you uh, fall into the category that I described, 65 coming up in six months, or you know someone who has, the website is buyinsurancehere.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. I link it up in the show notes of this podcast. Go to it. It's a form. You just fill it out. It takes you one minute, and then Frank opens it up, okay, uh, and he says, oh, I see Joe Blow here. He listens to the Zane show. I got a call. And then he, then you're off and running. That's it. Okay. It is the best thing in the world. I am so excited about having him on as a sponsor because he's so amazing. He really helps you. Trust me on this. I utilize Frank. You should too. Not only for Medicare. We're talking about life insurance. Um, if you buy it from the marketplace, if you are employed and get insurance through your employer call him 
Because you're going to be like, what do I do? Uh, yeah, it's re-enrollment time. I don't know. <laughs> it, just let him do it, dude. He is in charge of everything. And he's such a freak about it. He's such a nerd. You don't believe this guy. Hey, Frank, man, what do you want to do this weekend? We're going to go out on the boat. No, man, I got to look at uh, these new insurance plans. Oh, fuck you. You know, I mean, he's just a disaster. You don't want to be his friend because he's so boring. But this dude is just a uh, he's an absolute animal when it comes to insurance. So uh, I, I say uh, make this a priority. Buyinsurancehere.com is his website. Okay. If you want to call him and say hi, he might just say hi to you too. He's a legend. 616-914-4070. Guy's got a screw loose, man. I'm telling you. Don't forget about comedy going on at Back Alley Comedy Club. Don is busy. Big Dick Donnie. Um, the legend continues. What started out is just, you know, this one comedy club at Sherman Bowling Center. He then expanded when he bought the bowling alley at Howard City Lanes. And then he'd bring the comics up to there. Okay. And then he started to uh, uh, make inroads at other bowling alleys like Rockford Lanes. And then he got to Spectrum Lanes. And then the folks at Dr. Grins were like, wait a minute, you're getting a little too close to us here. We don't like the fact that uh, you're offering comedy options and you're near our neck of the woods, so you better watch it. Well, then Don said, fuck you. And he started doing comedy at Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids and the listening room, part of Studio C, which is, you know, a quarter mile away from Dr. Grins uh, in the Park Theater in Holland. Now Don's bringing all these acts to these various venues. And uh, Dr. Grins is like, uh-oh, what are we going to do? We're not even open. And they're not. They're not even open right now to do comedy there. Now, truth be told, uh, if all you dum-dums don't get vaccinated, uh, like Dean, um, we, we, Don might be left out in the cold again, and I'm going to blame you all. But that, that's another story. It's just you know, kind of a joke there, kind of. Um, but... The company that books acts for Big Dick Donnie said, oh, you, you can't do that. You're, you're, you, it's territorial. We're, we're, uh, we're cutting you loose. So Don has to do it all himself. He's like, all right, I can do this shit. Coming up on uh, uh, August 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th, the legendary Gary Owen will be at one of several locations. Uh, Muskegon Back Alley Comedy Club, Sherman Lane's. The Park Theater in Holland, Spectrum Lanes. Not to mention Billy's Lounge. Tickets start at 35 bucks. Go see a comedy show. Gary Owen is going to crush. I believe. Wait a minute. Is he teaming up with Cornhole America? I'm not sure. It says Tri County Football Cornhole Fundraiser. That's a new one. Uh, and then John Heffron and John Reap. That sh- those shows, my God. John Heffron and John Reap. Tickets start at 25 bucks for those shows. Uh, Tuesday, August 24th in Howard City. And then you've got shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Wow. That's awesome. 
full list in the show notes of this podcast for Back Alley Comedy Club. Thank you to them for being on board with this show. And it's really important that you consider going to a comedy show. And this is why Don's business was decimated for a year. No comedy, no bowling. Now it's back. Let's fill the stands for all of these shows. The stands. I make it sound like a sporting event. Fill the seats for all of these shows. Thank you in advance. Please support Big Dick Dottie and go see comedy with Back Alley Comedy Club. He's also in the process of doing a name change to Full House Comedy, but that's kind of like a gradual thing, I guess. Because when you click on it, it says Full House Comedy. What the fuck is that? Kyle says Ryan O'Flanagan is hilarious. He's coming to uh, Back Alley Comedy uh, Club. (laughs) Frank, I love insurance, he says. What a nerd. What are you... All right. Ann says the marketplace for insurance is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not. Maybe you don't know everything that uh, I learned from Frank. But the way this is set up is this. Let's say you're self-employed. Um, the marketplace makes you put in a number that you think you're going to make. Like at the beginning of the year, they say, okay, Eric Zane, how much money are you going to make from this little old podcast of yours? And I say, oh, I don't know. I hope to make uh, X amount of dollars. And the government says, okay, well, we want you to have insurance. That's you're, you're not hitting the threshold. Um, and what I mean by that is this, the the government then says, we're going to give you a subsidy. And we're going to pay for a good portion of your premium. You pay for some of it, similar to what you do when you have employee coverage. You know how you pay for a little bit of the insurance and your boss pays for the rest? That's what this is. In this case, the government is your boss. And that makes it so that people who don't make a lot of money can be insured to some degree. Now, the insurance I had at that time wasn't great. It was for, like, in the event of a catastrophic issue, like, you know, I mean, suddenly someone has cancer and lifelong care, you know, you then you're dealing with that. And the, the out-of-pocket expense on that policy was high, like the deductible was high. But the premium I paid each month was low. Well... Turns out I had a good year last year. And I had no idea that I had that good of a year. But the government said, look, Eric, look, you made a ton of cash. So you're going to lose that subsidy. You got to pay us back. And that's that's the way it should be. You know, I mean, honestly, if you're going to make it, if you make a ton of cash, you shouldn't be taking advantage. That money should be for people who need it. So I'm all for that. I don't give a shit. Whatever. It's like I, I, I can play by that rule. It's the way it goes. But it's set up for people who struggle. So if you are in a spot where you're self-employed and you don't make a ton of cash, that's what that subsidy is there for. Now, I learned some of that, but not all of that by trial and error. Frank, I don't have to worry about that shit because Frank takes care of it for me. He says, Eric, I'll figure this out. You just go earn money. And, you know, if you do happen to uh, hit a threshold, there's a way we can manipulate the system. I'm an expert on this. Let me handle that. Right, Frank? Uh, and says, even with the subsidy, they were still quoting me three fifty a month just for myself. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask if they were high. Okay, well, I mean, every situation is different. And you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, man. 
You know, at some point, I, I if it's me, I beg borrow beg borrow steel to be covered. You know. <clears throat> All right, that's a lot of talk. You see, this is how the podcasts get away from me. The Olympics are beginning, and boy, are is there drama! Holy shit! You've got um, a numerous people involved in the United States contingency that are becoming ill with COVID. Okay. Um, and they're all like in a bubble. And so it's all weird. And so people are being shut out and they're in Tokyo, Japan and the, the, uh, Japanese, I almost said Chinese, the, the Japanese are like, they're protesting the Olympics. Now here's the difference. If the Olympics were in the United States right now, because of um, how dumb everyone is, uh, the stands would be jam-packed. We don't care about COVID here. And most of you are like, yeah, we shouldn't care about COVID. That's that's the way this is right now and the way it always is going to be. The, you, I can sit here until I'm blue in the face and, and say what I always say. It doesn't matter. It falls on deaf ears. It doesn't matter. COVID's here to stay. Accept it. Um, if we had the Olympics here, and we should just have it here, I mean, the stands would be full. No one would give a shit. And it would be incredible. The opening ceremonies would be packed with people. There would be like uh, COVID-only sections of stands where people are like, uh, uh, you know, like um, uh, when the, you, you know, you're getting ready to lift weights or, uh, or, or, the, or you know how Michael Jordan used to put all that powder on his hands? There's like, there'd be like bins of dried COVID in the U.S. if we had the Olympics here. And then uh, some of you would go and dip your hands in the COVID and put your hand, and then you'd poof, you'd puff it into the air and go, yeah, suck it up. Yeah, fuck you for all you people who got vaccinated. And then the people on the other side of the stands would be like, "Yeah, oh my God, look at this! Look at these assholes!" And there'd be a, a the the Olympics. There wouldn't even be games; it would just be fighting. You know, like uh, I, how does Kenny describe it on his death metal shows? The Wall of Death, where the two it'd be like Battle of the Bastards. That's what the Olympics would be in the United States, because we don't give a shit about COVID anymore. So we all gather, and and that's it. You know, I've, we've just come to accept it. So, uh, but in Japan, uh, they're much smarter than us. So they actually care about health and one another. Um, So they're protesting. The Japanese are saying, cancel the games. And uh, there's no uh, fans in the stands for the opening ceremonies. So basically, with this gigantic venue, and there's 900 people there as all the teams come in and wave. <sighs> Seriously? I mean, my God. I, don't, I can't even get behind uh, no fans in the stands, okay? Because, you know, we've come this far in the U.S. We're kind of like, I, I mean, I, I'm over it. It's there's there's nothing we can do. The the genie's out of the bottle. There's there's no way we're going back. Even Dr. Fauci. There was a discussion yesterday on CBS News 
and some lady, I forget her name, she's talking to Fauci, and she's like, uh, is, the va- is, uh, is COVID defeating the vaccine? And he says, no, no, it's just uh, people who aren't vaccinated are getting sick. Oh, okay. And, I, and they keep using a word that I hadn't heard before, breakthrough. I don't even know what, what that means, breakthrough. Huh, what? And uh, I'm like, okay, all right, great. Now, is this scaring me? No, not at all. Because honestly, for me, I've done everything I can do. And, um, you know, been vaccinated. Whoever's been vaccinated is going to get vaccinated. Whoever's not going to get vaccinated is not going to get vaccinated. Eh, that's it. Uh, there, there is nothing more that can be done. Nothing. So then she says, are we going to go back to a lockdown? Is there going to be a lockdown? He goes, no. So even Fauci's like, ah, no. No, it's, it's cool. It's, it's all right. Hey, hey, there's nothing more that we can do. Hey, I'm a, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like uh, it, it, it's whoever is going to get vaccinated is going to get vaccinated. That, that's all there is to it. There, there, there's nothing more. You can sit there and joke about it, and I do, but I, I'm kind of over it. You know, I uh, in Japan, they're not. though. I don't quite have Olympic fever yet. And I don't know if I will. And you turn on um, NBC and they're like, oh, my God, the women's softball team. They took two. And I'm like, who? Because there have been times when I have been like, yes, the women's softball team took two. And so I don't know if that's going to happen. And uh, I don't know. Whatever. I'm more interested in the fleecing that Steve Iserman and the Red Wings did once again. Uh, Don't look now, but the Red Wings are starting to rise up. Okay? Uh, it's it, This guy, Steve Iserman, in case you don't know, Hall of Fame hockey player, and uh, now he runs the Red Wings. He used to run the Tampa Bay Lightning. He ran them until 2018. Then he kind of pulled pulled back, left that post. That team continued to grow, and they now they all they do is win Stanley Cups. Legendary. And I'm not one of these guys. Is that Steve Eisenman's team? Now he had a lot to do with it, but eh, whatever. But Eisenman is uh, the, the the team has sucked forever. But he continues to try to progress through uh, consistency in building his program um through high draft picks and key trades and so he did a good job uh, when he uh in, in in several trades since he's gotten started but the latest that i am stoked about and it's a kind of a wait and see but by for all intents and purposes and we'll have to see what happens when this goalie alex nadelkovich gets the red wing defense in front of him but Alex Nadelkovich was a very, very hot goaltender this past year. He was in 23 games for the Carolina Hurricanes. He was 15-5-3 with a 1.90 goals against average and a save percentage of .923. Wow. Uh, Only 25 years old. He started the year Carolina put him on waivers and nobody claimed him. So they signed him for uh, re-signed him uh, back to the team. And I probably played in the minors. They brought him up and then he got hot. So in those 23 games, he was on fire and uh, he did pretty well in the playoffs. 
but that was it. So uh, then he's a, he's a restricted free agent, though, at the end of the year. So uh, Carolina said, well, I don't know if we want to give him $3 million. So, uh, so, uh, and, he, and then they're like, maybe we should trade him. They, they, they thought he was good, but they're not convinced that he's that good. All right? That's what they're doing. Now, all of the fans for the Carolina Hurricanes, they love Nadelkovich. So they're like, oh, man, he's the future. This is so great. They have no idea that Carolina is, is not sold. Okay? So Steve Eiserman gets wind that they're not sold, and he says, hey, uh, how about I give you Bernier and, uh, and a third-round pick? Now, Bernier is he's, uh, quite a bit older. He's like seven, eight years older, and he's a goalie too, so they're going to trade goalies. And Carolina goes, yeah, let's do it. And so the fans are going, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you give us Bernier? Jesus Christ. Bernier, his goals against averages is uh, like near three. Now, again, he had the shitty Red Wing defense in front of him. So there is a bit of a mystery, but not to the Carolina fans. The fans are going, oh, my God, what are you doing, you asshole, giving us Bernier? What the fuck? Now, Steve Eiserman, it's a Jedi mind trick. He shows up and he's like, you will give me your, your goalie, who's much better than ours. You will accept Jonathan Bernier and a third-round pick. He does this shit. So they go, all right, sounds good. So the Red Wings hit this now. They've got a good goalie, as far as we know. Uh, it remains to be seen what happens when you get the Red Wings defense in, from, in front of them. However... Moritz Sider, who is awesome, will be a Red Wing this year after he was amazing in Europe last year. So I am stoked. Red Wings, by the way, were not sold on Dennis Chalowski. Smell you later. He got picked up by Seattle in the expansion draft. The Griffins released their schedule today. Now, I know it. Ha, you know. I've got pool. They sent it to me yesterday. You will find out today when they release it. They might already have. Okay. Guess what? Guess what? I've got only one more story for you, and then I'm done podcasting. I promised you. I, you know, you're like, Zane, what are you talking about? You, you can't possibly be done. You went twice as long yesterday. I got a little bit more to do. Just know that I, I needed to scale. I need to pare this back. You ever have the bush that's way too overgrown? You got to pare that thing back. I'm doing that today. I am not spending three hours podcasting. I could. Believe me, I could. Hang on. All right. Reminder. Um, I will be on with Anthony Cumia coming up on Tuesday, August 10th. You're going to love Anthony's show. So I am encouraging you to sign up. Compoundmedia.com. Sign up and you can get Anthony's show. And then you'll be able to see me when I appear with Anthony on uh, Tuesday, August 10th. I'm very excited about that. I, uh, I think we will do well together. We will have a lot of fun. I'm a little bit... Um, See, Anthony is um, all about, uh, well, he, he's very right-leaning. And, and I am with a, an asterisk. 
You know, I mean, like if Anthony says to me that uh, uh, starts going on about the, if we get into an argument about COVID, I'm like, shit, what are you going to do? You're a guest on the show. And then I said, well, I'll just do what I always do and just tell them what I think. So I'm kind of hoping that that doesn't happen, but we'll see. Can you imagine if he, he's like, well, you suck. Get the fuck out of here. In the back of my mind, I'm like toying with that idea of that happening. Oh, shit. Anthony has like nearly two dozen shows on his platform. Uh, I just signed up for it, and you can save 20%. So it's only like six ninety five a month. A- uh, Anthony is dealing with much larger numbers. Tens of thousands of people subscribe to Compound Media. Anthony started doing um, his whole thing uh, years ago, many years ago. And um, I'm, I'm really envious of his setup because, first of all, he has personnel that help him. And so the uh, it looks so damn slick. It's a damn TV show. What's the uh, there's a device called a TriCaster that he uses, which is um, it's affordable, but not affordable for me. It's affordable for somebody if you're in that rent district like Anthony. And it, the show just looks great. It's absolutely awesome. Everything is web-based, of course. And um, to be able to uh, pick up the pieces after getting blown out of Sirius XM and thrive is awesome. So I'm very, very uh, uh, impressed with what he's been able to do for all of these years. Okay, get some merch. EricSaintShow.com. Click on merch, all the different styles of T-shirts. A lot of them are created by you with the ideas and the thoughts of uh, what, uh, what you wanted on T-shirts. All there for you at ericsaintshow.com. Hang on. Damn it. Got something in my throat. Uh, we heard from Rick uh, from TC Paintball a short time ago. Uh, again, the Paintball War. Paintball War number 15. It happens August 29th now. Please get the day off. That is a Sunday. We start at 5 p.m. If you're going, I need to hear from you. Now, for those of you that I've already heard from, I'm assuming you'll all be there. Um, Josh just said, oh, no, man, I I missed out on that day. Uh, Please, uh, if you could, I would love to have you there. Um, I've got uh, Kevin Kuyper, Dale plus six, the Schaefers. I got four for the Schaefers. I got Adam. Adam plus one. The Tarantula Farmer might have five with him. Brian Post, Tyler K., I want to try to get 30 of you, at least, for paintball. I'll be there, of course. We start with a pizza party from BC Pizza. Let me know via email and RSVP, eric at ericsaintshow.com. Thank you. And you can book your own party at TC Paintball as well, tcpaintballgr.com. For my event, it's only 35 bucks, so that's dirt cheap for the paint, the gun, the mask, the field time, free pizza party. Shoot me. It's awesome. All emails into the show. Come into the Shoreliners striping inbox. Speaking of hockey, if you need to stripe the parking lot, shorelinersstriping.com. How about sweep out the parking lot? They do that too. You need the athletic field painted, shorelinersstriping.com. I've got a heating and cooling expert. It is Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Call or text anytime, 616 516 just forgot that number. 8579. How could I possibly forget that number? 616-516-8579. Tu madre es una puta. Reach out to Joe. 
If you need a new furnace or an AC unit installed, we're still thinking AC right now. I mean, we've got the warm months going on here in West Michigan, but if you need a new fur, uh, air conditioner installed, he will install the Comfort Maker brand for you and cheaper than anybody else. I, I guarantee it. That is an absolute guarantee. Go ahead and get an estimate from anybody else. Joe will beat it. He will win you over with his Latino machismo. 616-516-8579. And then last but not least, batting cleanup for the show is Cornhole America. Sending cornhole boards with any logo you want to anywhere in the United States. That is just so cool. Cornholeamerica.com. Cornhole is fun. The family's going to love it, and anybody can play. All right? If Joey Williamson can be a success at this game, you can too. Cornholeamerica.com. And uh, these are not like your run-of-the-mill cornhole boards. They are very high-end, the best um, materials. They will last you forever, and you will not be dissatisfied. You will love what they send to you. Cornhole America, any logo you want on them. Get more details at cornholeamerica.com. All right, I'm starting to get freaking cotton mouth here. That's when I know I've gone too long. Ah, man. Mitchell says, stop double booking yourself for the paintball wars. Well, no, I mean... (sighs) I had to do that. I mean, the plan was originally get home from Tennessee and then do paintball. But the opportunity popped with Anthony. Okay? So I that is very, very good for the show. All right. Don't forget about me on Patreon, too. I'll be dishing out 300-second timeouts. That's what Dean says. You're going to get – I can't give you one uh, if you're on Facebook. If I click on Facebook, all it does is blocks you, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I wish I could for some of you. Okay, so today, I'm, or yesterday, I'm backing out of the uh, driveway now. Um, in this truck that I have, the old embellisher, my dad's truck, it's a 2003 uh, Silverado extended cab. I love this truck so much. Everybody hates a damn thing. There is nothing better than being up in a truck, you know? I mean, there's just something about it. And by the way, my uh, 19-year-old daughter, soon-to-be 19-year-old daughter, um, she hates it. And I go, why? And she goes, because everybody thinks that I'm a Trump supporter. And I go, well, so what? She goes, no. I mean, they, like, wave at me. And I'm like, well, I don't know if they necessarily think you're a Trump supporter. It's just rare to see. They, They probably think you're cute. Or that you're, or, or that you're cool, or something like that. Because to see a young teenage girl in a in a awesome Silverado with that's kind of beat up, it's just it's rare. There's something about it. I, I I'll admit it. I mean, if I'm driving around and I see a lady in a truck, I'm like, you know, man, she likes to pork. I mean, who doesn't think that? That's kind of weird to say. So I'm not saying that my daughter likes to pork there. I'm just saying that's what the other guys might think that. They might think you're porkable. So that's all weird. Uh, So she hates driving that truck. 
And I go, well, I love it. You know, it's got a great big motor on it, a big 350. And, uh, you know, every other truck that's from that era is rusted out bad. And this is only, this only has rust on the, uh, on the rocker panels on the bottom. So it's old, it's awesome, and I love it. And by the way, it's in good running order because of Irvine's. Well, my dad sold me that thing for three thousand. He could have spent. He could have sold it for six thousand. But then, after I sold it or bought it, I had to put like twenty five hundred dollars in uh, in repairs on it. Aram says, "Is it red?" Yes, it is. So when my dad sold it to me, he said, "Hey, guy, the CD player does not work because there's no like Bluetooth or anything. It's just an old Delco." And I go, "What do you mean?" Is when you turn it on and there's a CD of religious music in it. I go, you listen to religious music? Because well, no, it's good rock, man. And I go, well, that's pretty rare. What do you mean by good rock religious music? Because oh yeah, it's uh, it's great, man. It's like great rock. And I go, eh. okay. I go, well, does it play? He goes, no. You just every time you start car, it come on. It try to uh, try to play and then it stop. I go okay. All right, so that's it. He goes, you can still listen to radio. Okay, cool, but no CD. So I've been driving this thing going on like two years now. I don't listen to the radio. But when you turn on the car, the truck, the CD tries to play. And the, ra- the radio, I guess, I found out, was at full volume. Okay? Now, how do you know that? For the first time in two years, I, I back out of the driveway, and I'm in the cul-de-sac. I put it in drive. And then the next thing I know, there is so much fear I am so ridiculously scared that I would. And if someone was watching me from their window, seeing me in the cul-de-sac in my dad's truck, they would have saw me. They would have saw me. They would have seen me fling my arms into the air. Go, oh, my God. And and, and if the windows would have been open, well, they, they wouldn't have heard me. They wouldn't have heard anything except Jesus is my savior. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Because the CD engaged. And at full blast, it started to play that that shitty Jesus rock. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my rock. And I'm going, I'm going, ah, 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 like a bitch. It it was so, I cannot, can you imagine how loud and, and shocking that was? You've, this has, I mean, it's, oh. Oh my God. I was, oh, so, it's, it felt painful, okay? That um, it, it actually, for a period of time, because of the message of Jesus is my savior, Jesus is whatever, I, I hated him. For a brief moment, for a brief moment, I actually gave him the finger and I was said, uh, this is terrible. Bad enough that it was incredibly loud, made a million times worse that it's that shit rock that no one likes. 
Okay. Ugh. Lesson learned. Um, later on, I got home. I looked up a YouTube video about how to repair this. And I guess you have to snap out this, this plastic framework on this on the dash and remove the whole unit and, and take the harness off the back. And another thing, you can't just go to, like, the pick-apart place and get a new one and because they had enough technology back then that the VIN number on the vehicle because has to match up with the program set up on the fucking radio. It's an anti-theft thing. You can't just go and steal it and, and put it into your car or go to the pick-apart and get a replacement stereo because it won't talk to your car and then you're fucked. Oh, my God. So I'd have to go and get a brand new car stereo or something like that and have them install it. Oh. So uh, I want to take it apart and take the CD out, but I still want to use, I actually want to go through the uh, process of, of putting CDs in because I've got so many CDs and it's such an old school way of listening to music, putting a CD in. I can't, you know, like it's a throwback, you know, like how people like for a period of time, they, they like want to go buy vinyl and they, they put the record on and think it's cool when, you know, at the end of the day, it still sucks shit. You know, it's still a stupid record, uh, which by the way, go buy some oil from Jason May so I can get rid of these stupid records. God, I don't know why I did this. I've got all these fucking dumb fuck records. There was a period in time, a summer or two ago, I was like, oh man, I'm going to go buy some records. So now I have all these fucking records and I haven't done anything with them. I can't even give these fucking things away. I am now reminded how shitty vinyl is. And anybody who says vinyl is great is an asshole. It sucks. God. Now, Adam is uh, also uh, amazingly uh, uh, saved. I mean, now, now Adam was saved. Okay, you see him right here. He says, I got saved at a, at a Carmen concert in 1990. So he was not, he did not believe in Jesus Christ. Now, I do. And so does Adam. But before 1990, he did not. So something happened that's magical at that concert. So Adam is less likely to say terrible things about this music. Now, uh, I don't have to, I didn't have to get saved, but uh, because I was a cradle Catholic and it kind of just happened. Um, since Adam was, was a heathen, he, um, you know, for some reason, he has a terrible taste in music. And baby Jesus said, all right, in order to get these dumb shits with terrible taste in music saved, I have to introduce them to this shitty music. So he put the power to make shitty music into these horrible musicians. And he said, I want you to say the words of uh, that can uh, save people. So then they're like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Let's do it. And then they show up to a venue. And then Adam shows up there and he's a heathen. And then that's where the mind meld happens. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, he does an altar call. And now he's on the winning team. Okay. That's how it works. So, you know, that's the process. Now, as you all know, I am already on the New York Yankees because I'm Catholic. 
Catholics are the greatest that has ever existed. Uh, Adam also plays baseball, but he plays for the Orioles. That's how it works. So, I mean, no disrespect. We still play baseball. You're like, oh, my God, how can you possibly say such a thing? It's a joke, for God's sake. Shut up. Adam says, I was an evil prick. He says, that's proof of the Holy Spirit right there. Crappy music, still enlightening. There you go. I mean, that's a great way of looking at it. All right. I'm done. I'm ending this. I've had enough. I need the asshole of the day. (laughs) Joey. Catholics, the greatest ever. He's He's not on board. Joey, what's the problem? We still, it's all about charity and helping your fellow man. That's the point. And I know, I know, I know the old go-to bashing of the Catholics. Yeah, they're super judgmental. And, they, and they, they, love, they love pedophilia. That's not true at all. All right? TK says, uh, first concert I went to was Striper. Love groups like Blood Good bride and one bad pig dean says asshole of the day vaccine test dummies now you you can look past that nobody cares anymore i mean nobody cares that that you don't want to get vaccinated nobody cares that you want everyone to die no one cares that you're a selfish prick so you can't do that You're not even the asshole of the day for being a selfish prick because nobody cares. You know, no one. It doesn't it doesn't even bother me anymore that you're a selfish prick. I still love you. Asshole of the day nominee. Could it be Rick from TC Paintball who assumed that uh, what I do every day is somehow bad? I guess I, I don't know. You you heard it. I'll let you decide. But I am getting nominees from Zaniac audience members who say that Rick, for uh, doing that to your old pal Eric, is the asshole of the day. By the way, the asshole of the day is brought to you by uh, TC Paintball, surprisingly enough. And uh, so uh, think about TC Paintball if you want to do something fun, tcpaintballgr.com. And also brought to you by JM Synthetics, by Amsoil at JM Synthetics. Go to jmsynthetics.com, the letter J, the letter M, synthetics.com. Pick out what you want. Call that number, 616-747-0233. After you know what you want, say, Jason, this is what I need, and then it shows up at your door. You can buy it online, but that doesn't help Jason as much. And I'm all about getting sponsors the money that they deserve for being sponsors. Okay. Got oil, Maddie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam says there's two guests for pain Paul don't forget no I got you down uh, Kenny says to Adam oh god they're now talking Christian rock you need more living sacrifice and demon hunter I don't know if those are Christian bands Kenny uh, Amanda says still need to pay Eric for a cameo so I can have him yelling at me uh, I'm guessing for uh, the, uh, the uh, weight issue Amanda needs uh, a, a kick in the ass 
a constant reminder of why she needs to get off the couch. All right. Amanda says, I'm down five pounds from the beginning of the week. That's good. Keep it up. All right. Who could it possibly be for asshole of the day? The NFK we talked about. We talked about Ben and myself picking on hot wings today for his stupid verbal crutch that he does. Oh, my God. Stop it. You don't need to laugh at everything. Jesus. Uh, we got into plenty with uh, the queen of the forest and what she's dealing with with Kevin, my brother-in-law. The opening ceremonies at the Olympics. Who's got Olympic fever? Lots of illnesses and protests. Steve Eisenman is fleecing the Canadians. Rick from TC Paintball got into my head. My God, where do we go with this? Well, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Rick from TC Paintball. Uh, there were, you know, it isn't like you did anything that terrible. There just wasn't a lot of options today for asshole of the day. And it's Friday, and everybody is in a great mood. Uh, a little bit later on, I plan on posting the Lost Zane recording. Sorry that I didn't have that for you first thing this morning, but it slipped my mind. I was extremely busy. Uh, so, all right. Could it be the Carolina Hurricanes uh, for unbelievably getting rid of Alex, N- Alex Nadelkovich? Almost couldn't say that. That was my stutter there. And there you go. That is the Eric St. Show podcast for today. Coming up on the Patreon. You can't say the word ho on Facebook. You cannot type that out. There's that. There's a guy in Detroit who went the extra mile to rob casinos there and in Kansas. He's paying the price for it. I remember that story. Wait till you hear this stuff. Holy shit. That's all coming up with the Patreon. That's going to start at 11 a.m. on Time Start. Thank you so much for being part of this one. Have a great weekend. Otherwise, woo! Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Talk to you on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.